Good morning, Metroplex, and shout out to the 6 a.m. club, our best audience of the entire show. Thank you for starting off your mornings with us so early. And special shout outs this week to our YouTube and Twitch audience that Ryan gives me the weekly reports on, glowing mm. weekly reports on all the time. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy. We got Peyton and Rai Rai in the back, and we are live on the fan cam. Dan Quinn is the new head coach of the Washington Commanders, and that means he has to be replaced here for the Dallas Cowboys. Todd Archer writes that Ron Rivera is a possibility, as sources told ESPN, the Cowboys will meet with Ron Rivera. Longtime Mike McCarthy assistant Joe Witt who has been the Cowboys' passing game coordinator, would be the top in-house candidate. Witt likely will be up for the job in Washington as well. So hang on. Joe Witt, passing game coordinator. Like, on the defensive side. On the defensive yeah. side. All right, I didn't know. Making sure we're yeah. doing some Matt Patricia stuff oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Okay. Good call back. All right. Um, but Joe Witt, in-house. Al Harris is a really popular name because we know who he is as a player. Bobby has talked about uh, Aiden Dirty, Aiden Ryden Dirty, defensive line coach, uh, who he says is well-liked throughout the league. And then a report that Mike Zimmer is interested in the opening, according to Calvin Watkins. So Mike Zimmer, Ron Rivera, Joe Witt are some of the names to look at. Yeah, I, I would uh, I, I would be out on Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera is a good you know, football coach, but this is not, I don't think it's the right fit. He has a coach defense as, a, as his main job in, in 15 years. Um, that doesn't mean he can't do it. But the game has changed quite a bit in those 15 years. The last time he was a defensive coordinator, running backs were still taking him in the first five picks. Um, now here they might be still, but that, that it's just a different game, right? I, I would want somebody younger, more up and coming. Like if you look around the league, you know, go look at the teams that are in the, the Final Four, right? I mean, like, you know, San Francisco is loaded with young coaches, and Detroit was loaded with young coaches, and Baltimore had young coaches on their defenses, and Mike McDonald just got a job. You know, Kansas City is, I mean, the Andy Reid runs the show, but that's Patrick Mahomes. And they're constantly cycling through offensive coordinators over the years. Matt Nagy and, and Biennemi. Let's go young, man. Like, 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 give me a young, fresh mind on that on, on uh, from these assistant coaches. DallasCowboys.com with... A list of names to watch from Nick Harris, who joined us the other day. Mike Vrabel. Guys, Mike Vrabel, I cannot believe I had to tweet this yesterday. It was actually embarrassing for the Cowboy fan base when other people nationally saw that I tweeted this. I said, guys, Bill Belichick is not going to become the defensive coordinator. Sometimes sometimes people put things together like, like you're playing Madden. Yeah. But Mike Vrabel is just under that as a possibility. Bill Belichick is not coming here to be the defensive coordinator, and if Mike Vrabel did, I'd be 10 out of 10 shocked as well. I'd love it. I would absolutely love it. That's not happening. But yet, even DallasCowboys.com, for some reason, put Mike Vrabel at the top of the list. It's not happening. It's it's crazy. It's it's a little bit like you ever tell a friend or a family member, I'll, I'll tell my dad sometimes, I'll be like, Dad, don't ever repeat that in public. Don't 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 ever tell anyone you said that. That's what I said to Cowboy fans yesterday. Don't tell your friends today at happy hour at four or five six p.m. that Bill Belichick should be the defensive coordinator or Mike Vrabel because it's going to knock your sports knowledge mm-hmm. big time. Uh, and then 
Mike McCarthy's already going to have enough heat. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel down there on the sideline. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's no doubt there's going to have, have pressure on him. It'd so. be the coaching version of the star backup quarterback. The same yep. thing. They'd be chanting Vrabel, Vrabel, instead yep. of the backup QB in yep. the stands. That's it. You, you, you want to bring him on there? Okay. Go right ahead. That's, you know, again, good coaches. You want good coaches on your staff. You also want guys who are a coach, head coaches love guys who aren't threats. And they also want, you know, fresh ideas, I think you should want. And that's that's what you would want to bring in at this point. So they put Vrabel on DallasCowboys.com. They put Zimmer. They put Rivera. They put Al Harris. They put Joe Witt Jr. They put Dirty. They put Brandon Staley. And they put Wink Martindale. And I think Brandon Staley is talking to the Rams again yep. under his former boss, uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. And he was with the Rams uh, as their DC for a year before he went and became the head coach of the Chargers. This situation with Brandon Staley is like when he was the head coach, their defense was the problem. Well, their defense was the problem. Now, was that because he was too focused on everything else but the defense to make sure that you know he was over his head or whatever? Who knows? Uh, but I don't know if he would be excited about Brandon Staley coming in here. I like Brandon. I like Brandon Staley's ideals. In terms of like the way he approaches uh, the game, but I don't know how good of a coach he is. I'd be fine with Mike Zimmer. I'd be fine with Wink Martindale. Look, I don't know anything about Joe Witt Jr. Nothing, right? Like I, I, I don't know how Al Harris would be as a defensive coordinator. I don't know how Adam Dirty would be as a defensive coordinator. I have no idea. Um, so let us know who you want on the chart.com text line eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Pepe, you have a name or the Tolo reactions? I mean, Mike Zimmer jumped out just because of his experience already here in Dallas. Al Harris, I, I, I always like the in-house stuff. You know, they're familiar with the players, so I think Al Harris. Of course I mean, you do. A, Look how you're moving up in this company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just one job, and I stay there throughout my whole whole life. But, I mean, Al Harris is probably the, the favorite for me right now, just from him being familiar with the staff, the players, and everything. And it, it seems like he's a fan favorite on the uh, text line as well. Al Harris? Yeah. <laughs> Al Harris, you got Harris some is. Rivera as well in there, too. For Ron Rivera? Ron Rivera, yeah, a couple, two, zero, five. Okay. Um, now, Micah Parsons, talking about Dan Quinn, uh, says, look, that's my OG. He means a lot to me. It's not just about football. does a great job of finding ways for you to love the game. He doesn't just treat me like a player. He almost treats me like a friend. He's always there for me when I need him. We're not afraid to have those hard conversations, whether it's father to son or player to coach. Dan is my guy. Uh, and you had other players who were under him in Atlanta praising him. Chris Chester, former Falcons guard. He is by far one of my favorite head coaches. His energy was consistent. That was a change in my career. Up until that point, it was more traditional coaching. And it, when it was the bad, the building felt heavy. Under Quinn, we really took bad games, flushed them, and moved on. It's not like the building was in a gray cloud or a fog, and then Logan Paulson, former Washington tight end, he's now an analyst with the team, said the place I enjoyed the most working was probably in Atlanta with Dan Quinn. And he played for five teams over 10 seasons. Said Dan is great at motivating and with his communication and being in sync with his vision. That was one of his favorite, if not the favorite place to be. Of course, he's got the Seattle Seahawks tenure as well. And now he goes on over to Washington. The last Washington coach. To have a winning record in his first season with the team, would you like to guess 
The last Washington coach to have a winning record in his first season with the team. This is pretty crazy. Uh, guess the decade. I will guess it was the the 80s. 70s. 70s. Just Joe Gibbs? No. George uh, Allen, 1971. You had Ron Rivera, 7-9. Jay, I'm just going through all these names. It is comical. Jay Gruden, 4-12. Mike Shanahan, 6-10. Jim Zorn, I was there for that, 8-8. Eight eight. Steve Spurrier, 7-9. Schottenheimer, 8-8. Eight eight. North Turner went 3-13. Richie Pettibone went 4-12. Gibbs, 8-8. Eight eight. Jack Pardee, 8-8. Eight and, eight. and George Allen, Went 9-4-1 and one back in 1971. Jack Pardee. Ugh. Wow. 1971? Yeah. That's an amazing stat. It's like uh, the Saints haven't drafted a first-round quarterback since Archie Manning. Is that the case? Yeah, that's the last first-round quarterback they drafted. Was Archie Manning. Cowboys not too far away on Cowboys, the Cowboys, they're, they're the second longest. Are they? With, uh, with Aikman. All right. So, it sounds like Belichick was a possibility here. Diana Rossini. During the hiring process, Belichick was considered for the job. The commander spoke with him, and he had support from some decision makers. In the end, Dan Quinn was their choice. And then you have Mike Florio, who joined us yesterday, talking about this. So at the end of the day, if I told you a month ago, two months ago, a year ago, two years ago, that Dan Quinn would get hired and be the preference over Bill freaking Belichick, what would you have said? I I, I thought you were lying. This Dan, is insanity. Yeah, it, it is It is insanity. I mean, Dan Quinn's a good football coach, but, uh, you know, he is, he's, he had his chance. Like, he had, like he, had, he had, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, but in the RJ Choppy world, and I don't totally disagree with this, Dan Quinn, he, he really has a Super Bowl. He does. Yes, I totally agree. He really has, he's a, yep. I know, didn't need the final score of that game to know who the better team was that day. That was Atlanta. Atlanta was absolutely the better team than New England that day. They just blew it. They blew it. Detroit was the better team on Sunday. They blew it, right? They just—I I don't need the final score sometimes to know who the better team was. Um, and a lot of people blame Kyle Shanahan for that, even though Dan Quinn was his boss. Yep. Um, but you know, in the, in the subsequent years, I mean, he had the best receiver in the game. He had one of the best quarterbacks of the game and the OC of the generation. And they could—the defense was the problem. They couldn't win. Like you know, like I—I'll give—I'll give coaches like Robert Saleh. He didn't have a quarterback. I'll give him a pass. You know, Dan Quinn had a quarterback, and he had Matt Ryan. Like, Matt Ryan's a good enough player to be able to win, and he did. I mean, I'll give him to Gray. He almost won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He, he should have won a Super Bowl. So, yes, I, I, we'll give him a little bit too much grief, but, yeah, I, I just don't think it's very inspiring if you're watching. Ralph Vacchiano of Fox Sports reported Washington team sources said that the owner, the new owner, Josh Harris, and the new GM had concerns about everything from Belichick's age to his willingness to work under a GM who will have control over personnel to whether he would even want to take on what could be a years-long rebuild. And then Adam Schefter said those running the commanders love Dan Quinn's high energy compared to somebody with Belichick's famous demeanor. They hired Dan Quinn because they believe in him as a leader, they believe in him as a man. They believe that other people are spot on in what they say uh, about DQ. So they feel like they got a, an energetic, upbeat, positive guy stepping into the commanders. So it sounded like control, demeanor, energy separated Bill Belichick 
from Dan Quinn. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I, I totally get it. You can no doubt see a difference. One is bad energy and one is high energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way it is, man. Like, you, you want to get... You could be charmed by Dan Quinn far more than Bill Belichick. Jim Harbaugh said the goal in L.A. is multiple championships, multiple rings. Is there a chance that Jim Harbaugh is going to get punished by the National Football League? The Terrell Pryor rule is going to hit? Yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers? There, There is a, char, uh, a chance on that one because uh, the NFL, there is a, a cause for them to punish. He may not avoid punishment. I hate this. I, I do, too. I they did it. They basically did it with Zeke. Uh, they, they, at least they thought we thought that was like our excuse. But they you, you mentioned Terrell Pryor, but that whole sign stealing situation. You know the, he might not escape going to the NFL. They might not grant him impunity. History shows he could still get hit with some kind of suspension. Tom Pelissero, Ian Rapport said the NFL is unlikely to make itself a safe harbor for him to escape what could be substantial NCAA discipline. So I get in trouble here at work. I get fired today. I go to a brand new job, maybe a different field, maybe a different field, and I start off with a two-week suspension because of what happened here. Make it make sense, please. I, I can't. I can't. Pete Carroll didn't have to sit out when he got dinged by the NCAA. He when he went to the NFL, he didn't have to sit out anything. I, I don't understand this at all. Uh, this is like you know when when you, you do something. It's like getting caught speeding a 60 and a 40, but when you get to the 55 zone, you're still going 60, and then the cop tells you, that's that you broke the law. I didn't see you do it. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't radar you. You know, I wouldn't do it, not even my jurisdiction. It was out of my jurisdiction, but I know that two towns over, I got radioed in, yeah. and you got you, I, they saw you speeding two towns over, so I'm going to get you here. I, I, don't, I don't think that works. That doesn't jive with me. Troutwreck.com text line is wide open for the Friday edition of Sean and RJ at 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers was an absolute nightmare, and we know how big the Super Bowl is in terms of betting. People who've never laid down a bet all year long are going to throw down some cash. Maybe you will be if you're joining us in Vegas. We'll tell you the early Super Bowl prop bets that you can have fun with as we get ready for Vegas, next on The Fan.